Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Let's talk waiver wire pitchers and big offensive performances up next on Fantasy Baseball Today in 5. Welcome into FBT in 5 on Friday, July 7th. I am Frank Sample, joined by Chris Towers, and let's talk waiver wire pitchers from Thursday's action. Two names up at the top, Jack Flaherty, six and two-thirds shutout innings and five strikeouts up against the Marlins. Kyle Bradish makes it three straight quality starts. He was at the Yankees, six shutout innings with five strikeouts there. Uh, Chris, is there any elevated interest in these names? Or are they more just streamers at this point? Uh, I'm I'm struggling with the waiver wire pitcher groups over the last week or so because Alec Manoa, if he's still available in your league, go add him. Tarek Skubal, if he's available in your league, go add him. Everyone else, and especially Jack Flaherty, I've just I've seen too many bad starts from him to have much faith in it. The control has been really bad all season. There are some like sort of interesting things going on. His velocity was up today. He looked pretty good. Like he went very fastball heavy, but the Marlins hitters were just, I don't know, not ready for it. I don't know. Maybe the game plan was different, but there were a lot of times when like, they just looked like they weren't expecting him to throw what he was throwing. But overall, I don't see much to get excited about. And Bradish, I know he's been pretty good for about two months. He gets hit really, really hard though. And his expected ERA is like, almost a run higher than his actual ERA right now. Strikeout rate overall, not great. There have been some spikes, but overall, I I think Kyle Bradish is someone I want to start at home because they've got that big left field, and I want to start against good matchups. And the Yankees right now are a good matchup, especially against right-handed pitchers. They are 26 in the majors in OPS against right-handed pitchers since June 1st. That offense has been really bad for a while now, so... I think this is more just Kyle Bradish mostly getting to start at home lately and taking advantage of some good opportunities. Waiver wire pitchers in deeper leagues. Carlos Carrasco had his best start of the season at the Diamondbacks. He threw eight shutout innings with four strikeouts in that one. And two names that actually are SPARP eligible on CBS. So a little bit of a cheat code here. Christopher Sanchez, six innings of one run ball with two strikeouts at the Tampa Bay Rays. He's got a 284 ERA and a 103 whip in five starts so far. And the other name is Ronel Blanco, who turned in a quality start up against the Mariners. He had nine strikeouts over six innings pitched with 18 swinging strikes. The changeup and the slider 
get a ton of whiffs, but his fastball gets hit really, really hard. Uh, Chris, any interest here? Deeper leagues, Christopher Sanchez, Ronel Blanco, and Carlos Carrasco. I think Sanchez is probably the most interesting of this group, but that comes with a big caveat. His walk rate is minuscule right now, 1.42 per nine through, I think it's what, five or six starts. In the minors, his walk rate was routinely above four, often above five, and that's the key, right? Because he's a ground ball pitcher. He doesn't get a lot of strikeouts, so he needs to limit those run runners on base. If he can do that, I think he'll be pretty useful, especially with you know what, what I still think will be a good team behind him, but I'm certainly skeptical. But you know, 7% roster, we can get that up to 20% for Christopher Sanchez. Yeah, uh, I think that's totally fine. He's doing some interesting things right now. We'll see if he can uh, keep it rolling there. Two hitters that had big performances on Thursday. Cody Bellinger went four for four with his eighth home run. He added three RBI. Now on the season, batting 298 with eight homers and 10 steals in 55 games. And Andres Jimenez had a massive game, two for three with his seventh home run and three steals. Now up to 14 steals on the season. Chris, are you buying either of these big games in Cody Bellinger and Andres Jimenez moving forward? Yeah, Jimenez, it's hard because he's really fast, right? 94th percentile on sprint speed, but he has one stolen base in May, one stolen base in June. And then all of a sudden he's up to six and six games in July. And it's the kind of thing where if you told me Andres Jimenez was just going to run a bunch moving forward, I'd be very interested because I think he can steal a bunch of bases, but I don't have much faith in it. It's always been one of those things where he just doesn't run as much as you think he can. He is hitting the ball a lot better. Average ice of velocity in the month of July is up to 92 miles an hour. That's a very small sample size. Like I said, six games. First three months, he was never higher than 82.7 miles per hour. So significant improvement there. I don't really think that it's sustainable. I think he's someone who's probably going to hit like 260 moving forward with some steals, but not a lot else. And then Bellinger, I'm rooting for him, but as good as he's been this season, it looks like a bounce back. The the underlying numbers are just really bad. He's in like the 15th percentile on average exit velocity. He's well below average in pretty much every quality of contact metric. He's not striking out much. That's the one thing he's doing really well, but I just don't think it's enough to make up for it. I think the 298 batting average is going to regress significantly. I don't think he's much of a power hitter at this point. I would try to trade Cody Ballinger. I, I think he's more like a top 50 outfielder the rest of the way because he will steal some bases. He'll hit few, a few home runs, but all in all, I, I don't think he's a must-start outfielder moving forward. I think we're going to see some some rough times for him. All right. For more extensive fantasy baseball coverage, listen to the Fantasy Baseball Today podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, the Odyssey app, or anywhere else podcasts are found. Thanks for listening to Fantasy Baseball Today in 5, and we'll be back again tomorrow. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.